There is a saying called don't throw the baby out with the bath water. It's an idiomatic expression for an, an for an avoidable error in which something good is eliminated when getting rid of something bad. In other words, rejecting the favorable along with the unfavorable. It is a old German expression and it was used by Martin Luther in his works. Basically, the some claim that uh, in the olden days, imagine a bathtub. Now, we have bathtubs in the bathroom. In the olden days, the bathtubs were not in the bathroom, but were kept outside or in, in some other room, separate, and into which hot water is poured. So that in Europe, when it's cold outside, you have a hot bath. Did you understand? And remember, water was scarce. You had to melt snow or there was no corporation plumbing or anything like that at those days. Do you understand? So you had to get your own water, heat it up and pour. So this is how the story goes. So the husband or the man of the house will take a bath first. In the same water, down the line, it will go and finally you bathe the baby, yes? Then by the time you bathe the baby, the water is dirty, yes? And you have to throw the water out, yes? So don't throw the baby out with the bath water, yes? This is what the saying is in English, but it was originally in German. Why this is important is because we are going to be talking about organized religion today. What is organized religion? It is an institutional religion, a religion in which belief systems and rituals are systematically arranged and formally established. That means when you come into this religion, all the rituals and the belief systems are already there. They could be written in a book, do you understand? Or they could be formalized by tradition. You understand? So this is an organized religion. Why I'm saying that is because you need to understand what this is. And some people may be against what they call organized religion. But we, as Christians, are part of this thing called organized religion. But it's not what they mean or what it has come to be. Yes? See, organized religion is typically characterized by an official doctrine, a hierarchical, meaning, meaning a, I can't pronounce it, sir, or a bureaucratic leadership structure. Do you understand? And a codification of rules and practices. All this, even the new covenant, demands of us. In fact, the Abrahamic religions all have this, whether it be Judaism, the Old Testament, 
the New Testament, Christianity, even Islam, you can have organized religion when it comes to Sikhism, when it comes to Buddhism. Do you understand? So, that is what an organized religion is. Do you, do, do you understand? So, what we call a religion is actually organized. When we say someone is a um, Sikh or a Buddhist, do you understand? Now, religions that are not considered organized religions or only loosely slow, so include many indigenous and folk religions, such as traditional African religions, Native American religions, or prehistoric religions, in what the Bible calls paganism. So, maybe Hinduism is not organized in that what is practiced in north of India is not the same as what is practiced in the south of India. But loosely, maybe they are organized that in their structure and belief system. But what we need to understand is that some are against organized religion. This, for some, is a cop-out or an excuse from accountability to God, your creator. Do you understand? If you say that he doesn't exist, then you don't have to be accountable to him. You can do whatever sin you want, yes? Get away with it, yes? In your mind or in your conscience or so you think, but it really is a cop-out. Meaning it'll bother you. It can also, on the other hand, mean that you're, you see a powerless church and the mistakes it makes. And you don't want to be a part of that rightfully. Do you understand? You take the Catholic Church and the cases that are going on of pedophilia where priests are abusing children. You don't want to be a part of that. So you club all that negativity, all the bad things into what is an organized religion. Do you understand? Like I said, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, yeah? Then there's a third thing. That is, People who are true to the faith, who don't have integrity and character, who say they're Christians, but they do all kind of nonsense. And people say, I don't want to be like that. Do you understand? They could be powerless. They could be spooky. They could be anything, but not true Christians or followers of Christ, in the true sense. Do you understand? So, like I said, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Being a Christian is not a philosophy. 
It's only a philosophy you don't, you don't, if you don't have power. If you don't know Christ, ah, then it's a good teaching or philosophy or way of life or whatever. Do you understand? But being a Christian is a reality. Do you understand? It's just not a way of life, but a person called Jesus who's the Messiah or the Christ who leads you to life both now and eternally. And then this salvation leads you to right living. So it is not just a way of life. You have to know Christ first. It has to change you. Then that change you leads a life that is Christian. Am I making sense? Like I said, don't throw the baby out with the bath water. Do you understand? Don't club the whole thing together without understanding it properly. Am I making sense? Yes? Repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, please, please give me a revelation of the power of the gospel today. From this day forward, may your grace be the foundation of my daily relationship with you. I declare that I will be free from guilt, from condemnation, and from a performance mentality. I declare that I abide in faith, that I abound in hope, that I keep myself in the love of God. I will overcome all trials. I will persevere and develop Christ-like character by His power. Open my heart to see the hope of my calling, to know the inheritance that I have in the saints, to understand the depth of your power at work in my life. Release upon me a spirit of wisdom, revelation, and enlightenment today. Lead me into an encounter with you that forever changes me and deepens my love for Jesus. Illuminates the truth of your word as you prepare my heart to receive it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. See, like I said, for some, it is a cop-out to an accountability to God. It's a way out of responsibility. Some can say, okay, I don't, I don't I belong to an organized religion, but I am spiritual. To which the Bible says, and I say, nonsense. In Psalm 
19 quote says the law of the lord is perfect converting the soul what converts the soul the law yes the testimony of the lord is sure making wise the simple the statutes of the lord are right rejoicing in the heart the commandments of the lord is pure enlightening the eyes the fear of the lord is clean enduring forever judgments of the lord are true and righteous altogether more to be desired are they than gold yet than much much fine gold sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb moreover by them your servant is warned and in keeping them there is great reward this speaks about organized religion and it says it's good so what is in the world may be bad that people are rejecting it but this is not a reason for you not to have an accountability to god while you live because after you live doesn't matter because you will be judged on that whether your name is in the book of life or not if you don't have an accountability to god and you don't have your name in the book of life and you don't understand the law of the lord you're not in a good place to understand in psalm 119 verse 105 can you go there please i'm not saying all these scriptures just for your entertainment i want you to all to go there psalm 119 verse 105 says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path you understand that is the old testament that is organized now when we come to the new testament that is also organized by whom by christ jesus go to john 1:16 and 17 says and of his fullness whose fullness jesus Yes, we have all received grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus the Christ, or Jesus the Messiah. Do you understand? So, organized religion is not a bad word, even though it can mean bad things to people. you understand yes i want you to understand this so it's not a reason for cop out or an excuse for an accountability to god do you understand that yes now we come to the second part second point which is mistakes made by a powerless church now if you look at the history of the church after jesus died and rose again you have the new testament written 
and in that if you look at the gospels the bad guys are the jews then persecution starts with the jews and then ends with the romans yes that's when you look at the new testament when you look at the history after the new testament for the first 300 years the church was persecuted if you say you were a christian chances are that you were killed especially if you were a pastor so you became a christian only because of true belief not because of fashion or trend or because of whatever do you understand in fact if you read the fox's book of martyrs you'll find that there's a line of people lining up for baptism and after they baptized there's a roman army saying will you renounce this christ and they're saying no and they beheaded and this line is not short so after baptism there's certain death death today when you say you're christian it i don't know what it means to you to understand today when they say they're christians and they call me and say pastor i've done this or i've done that i wonder is it being christ like or is it just a name or is it because they are afraid of eternal damnation they say oh we belong to christ but that is just belief in christ but that's not faith in christ is it do you understand so this after 300 years you find that in popular history constantine and his grandson made it the public religion of the roman empire that means if you were to hold any post you had to be a christian so people who had political ambitions became christians for the sake of becoming christian so that they could hold that post and then then church became a struggle for power instead of it being the true church do you understand so then people who were powerless became the leaders and again said martin luther whom i mentioned earlier wrote his 95 theses and his reformation and all this reformation started knowing that the just shall live by what faith do you do understand i'm truncating it i'm making it short but this church still exists today and it's powerless and it is organized be it catholic be it pentecostal be it whatever do you understand for example jesus died on the cross to have your salvation and your healing do you understand if you can't heal a gnat then you're powerless do do you do you understand yes i'm coming to the other thing about your character and all that but later people are now sick of rituals that make no sense 
Do you understand? Of religion without power and even chaotic spiritualism. You can say you're spiritual and you can bark like a dog. It is not the Holy Spirit. Does not mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Am I making sense? Yes. We want a real God. The honest and genuine God. The one who cares for us. Who's with us in all that we go through. Don't we? Yes. So we need a God who is with us. Let's go to Isaiah 46, 4 to 5. Isaiah 46, 4 to 5. It says, Even to your old age, I am he. This is God talking to you, yeah? Even to the gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear. That means what? It is his responsibility. Even I will carry and will deliver you. To whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that we should be alike? This is God saying, He'll be with you to your old age when your hair turns gray. That means if you use products that make your hair into black or different color, God is not with you. Yeah? No, that doesn't mean that. Did you understand? Yes? Yes? Go to Matthew one twenty-three. Matthew one twenty-three. So behold, the virgin shall be with the child and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. This is talking about Jesus, yes? I taught on all this. Now God is not just with us, he's in us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, yes? Do you understand? So we need a God who will be with us, who will be a father to us. Like I said, our earthly father may tint or color who the real God is. That's why you need to renew your mind in the word of God. Go to Romans 8.15. It says, For you did not receive the spirit of fear, or spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, or Father. Abba, Father. Do you understand? So, God in heaven is our Father. Go to Psalm 103, verse 13. As a father pitied his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Meaning, if you fear the Lord, the Lord will pity you even if you make a mistake. Because that is what a father does with his children. Do you understand? But you've got to fear the Lord. Be afraid 
of being wrong with them. And not say, oh, I don't belong to religious that is organized. Or I don't belong to this denomination or that denomination or this. The Apostle Paul did not know a single Roman Catholic. Did he? He did not know a single Calvinist. Because John Calvin was not born then. He did not know a single dispensationalist. So you go back to the word of God that was taught by God by, and by his apostles. And you proclaim the gospel and the gospel is the power of God. The law is the power of sin. Do you understand? These are all scripture. I've taught you all this. But the gospel is the power of God. And it is organized by God to guide us, to correct us. The Old Testament is God's standard. The New Testament is that standard met and God's grace given to you and me. Especially to me, yes? Jesus Christ offered himself. He fulfilled all the obligations of the law and he gave us grace. Do you, do you understand? Yes? Go to Hebrews 10.29. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insult, insulted the spirit of grace. Don't be in that category. Do you understand? Be saying that you don't want anything organized And uh, do you understand? Don't throw the baby out with the bath water. Jesus Christ is a perfect Lamb of God. Do you understand? And because of Him, we are no longer sinners in the hands of an angry God. Because of Jesus Christ. Do you understand? And He has organized things for us. To understand, so that for us it is organized. Does that make sense? Yes? Like I said, don't throw the baby out with the bath water. It should be that our hearts should long to ask us, What must I do to be saved? But, it, but the Ray Comfort says, It'll never happen. If they don't hear of God's wrath. Meaning if you're walking around in sin and saying there's no accountability to God. Why do you need to be saved from what? Do you understand? Go to Acts 2.37. Now when they heard this they were cut to their heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles. Men and brethren what shall we do? What a preacher do? What do Peter do, not preacher? 
tell stories about uh, finding Nemo? No, he preached the gospel, yes? And they were cut to their heart. You understand? Peter took the Old Testament and told them, this is what's happening. Peter took what Joel prophesied and said, this is what is happening. So you need to know the law. You need to know the grace. You need to understand what that organization is and why people are against organized religion. They are not your enemies. You need to understand why they are against that. You understand? In Revelation 20, verse 15, can you go there? And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So your name has to be written in the book of life. And only Jesus Christ, the author of life, to whom this book belongs, can do that. That is why you must have him as what we say as your personal savior. I cannot save you at the time of judgment, can I? No. Only you, if your name is in the book of life, are saved. You're born again when your name is written in the book of life. Do you understand? Go to Acts 15 verse 11. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. This is when they're having a meeting because the Gentiles are coming to the fold. They're getting saved. The Jews are saying, we'll be saved in the same manner as they. How did they get saved? Read your Bible. You'll find the grace of the Lord extends to us. Not by fulfilling the obligations of the law, but by His grace we are saved. That's why you need a personal Savior. But through faith. Do you understand? You have five senses. What are they? Hearing, sight, smelling, water, touch and taste. Yes? Of all these five senses, is faith part of that? No. So this is spiritual. Faith is spiritual. And through faith and not through your senses, you receive Jesus. Do you understand? This is very important. Because it's not through senses. It's not through what you can see. We walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith. Do you understand? Go to Ephesians 2, 8-9. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. What does that mean? God has given it freely through Christ to you. But you receive that by faith. Do you understand? Go to 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14. The grace of 
the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That means you must have not just the grace of God, but of Jesus Christ, but the love of God and the communion of whom? The Holy Spirit. Do you understand? That makes you whole. A true Christian. Then you won't say things like, oh, I don't like organized religion and what, I don't like church and what not. Do you understand? And this leads us to you having integrity and character. Now, just yesterday someone told me, why doesn't God listen to my prayers? And because God is not listening, I'll stop praying. I said, I was thinking, that is your problem. If you stop praying, oh, as they say in the world, good luck. But we as Christians don't use the word luck, yes? Do you understand? Now, there are reasons why God doesn't answer your prayers. It could not be it could not be according to the word. It could be because the judgment is to follow, to understand. But we are to have faith, even if our prayers are not answered. We have to, we have, to have faith in God. Go to Luke 18, 8. This is Jesus telling you, yes? I tell you that he will avenge him speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Do you understand? Or will he find people who are saying, Why doesn't God listen to my prayers? God doesn't exist. And on this premise, there's a delusion that is there. Ah, then... This God is not real. That may be real because do you understand? Some people are like that. I'm not going into that. But don't be childish. Be childlike. Be like children. But don't be childish. Do you understand? Your integrity, self-control, faithfulness, humility, are supernatural aspects of the formation of person of the personality of Jesus within you. I repeat that again. Your integrity, your self-control, your faithfulness and humility. And when I'm reading this, I add even meekness. Meekness is not weakness, it's strength that is restrained. In obedience to Jesus Christ. I like the example used by a preacher. A horse, a wild horse, when it's tamed, is still strong. It can still jump over the fence. But meekness is being obedient to that command to jump over. Not lacking the strength to jump over. Do you understand? 
so your integrity self control faithfulness humility and meekness are supernatural aspects of the formation of the personality of Jesus within us within you do you understand the bible calls it the fruit of the holy spirit go to galatians 5:22 and 23 but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self control against such there is no law why the strength of the law is sin do you understand yes so now look at me your gifts talents the even the anointing will take you places that you will never be able to stay unless your character can sustain you there do you understand i repeat that again your gifts your talents and your anointing will take you places you will never be able to stay unless your character can sustain you there so what does that mean you must have integrity and character when the power of god comes it's not for your gain it's for the edification of the church do you understand it's not to increase your bank account it's to for it's for the furtherance of the gospel do you understand that and we do not know why people do what they do we cannot be their judge unless we know only god who knows our hearts will judge so our hearts has to be right with god is that clear and what speaks your hearts is our mind our intellect it's important to god that is why we must renew our mind in the word of god go to romans 12 verse 1 and 2 says i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that means i beg you by god's mercy on your life that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to god which is your reasonable service and do not be confirmed to this world worse too but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of god this is not three types of the will of god this is not this means the will of god but i've thought about this earlier and maybe i'll if you want me to teach you more do you ask me yeah? and i'll tell you but this is not the three different types of will of wills of god yes there's only one will of god yes so that is perfect but says renew your mind understand the word for what it is don't throw the baby out with the bath water like i said christianity is not a philosophy but reality it's not 
just a way of life, but a person called Jesus, who is the Messiah, the Christ. Jesus Christ, Christ is not his last name. Jesus leads you to life, both now and eternally. Am I making sense? So this is what I have against people who say that they're against organized religion. They don't understand the real nature of what Jesus intended for us to have. They don't understand God, that he has organized everything to guide us and to correct us. It was, if it was disorganized and chaotic, we would be in trouble. Does that make sense? Yes? So, get in and be right with God. Seek your first, what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things shall be added unto you. Says Matthew chapter 6. You can read 34 to 36. Do you understand that? Yes? Let's pray. We do not want to end this message of hope and love without letting you know that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved.